Welcome to another episode of the Digital Recruiter Podcast. I'm your host, Clark Wilcox, and I am super excited about today's guest. He was one of the first people I ever worked with in terms of helping uh, an agency on LinkedIn and kind of learning you know, how to get the most out of LinkedIn. Uh, he's built a super successful agency. He, we were both in the SoCal Aerotech region around the same time. Uh, he is a LinkedIn content rock star now as an agency owner and recruiter on LinkedIn. Uh, Dante Nino. Dante, thanks for being here, man. That's a big introduction right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, your company, Tiello, I, I forgot. I can't neglect that. But, you know, I was looking right at the hat and I didn't say it. So, yeah. um, dude, thanks for being here, man. No, of course. I know we go way back from our Aerotech days, uh, uh, the agency there. Then I know you started your company. I started my company. We worked together. And, yeah, it's been a few years. It's, it's, nice, it's nice seeing it, uh, us grow together here. Well, I mean, well said. I think that's been the coolest part is I remember I think like three years ago now introducing you and Simon, Jason, and it's like, you know, some of the automation pieces and, hey, could it work for our industry? And I know just in conversations I had those before Digital Recruiter, I was like, I think this plus some content could really go big. And then I started my company. I talked to you guys about it. And then I think we all just started posting around the same time. And it's just been, I mean, you guys have taken off and I think just the like really proven kind of the hypothesis I had, which is I think you could have an agency of around 10 people look like an agency of a thousand if mm-hmm. you do it right on LinkedIn. And I think that's what you guys have accomplished. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to dive in uh, and kind of talk about all that, but maybe like one would give some background for, for the listeners, like how you got into this industry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I landed in recruiting. I had no idea what recruiting was just like most people that land in recruiting. Yeah. As a college graduate, I had an internship for, I was uh, majoring in finance. I wanted to be like a stockbroker, something in finance, a financial analyst. Uh, and I was doing an internship through Northwestern Mutual. And uh, through the connections and people that I met there, I had a person that go into a recruiting agency and say, hey, would you consider becoming a recruiter? I'm like, well, what is that? So, I mean, what do you do? He's <laughs> like, well, we connect people with companies. Um, you know, it's a commission-based. Uh, you also get a base salary and everything. I was like, sure, you know, I'll interview them. I went into it. I got the job and, yeah, I never looked back. It was, uh, it was quite interesting getting uh, to learn it. Uh, the first year was tough, but uh, I saw a lot of success very quickly there. Yeah, it, it, you mentioned that the first year is tough, and I, I don't just want to gloss over that because it's easy to look at all the success you've had now. But yeah, that first year in recruiting, I mean, I, yeah, talk to because you you had a you guys had a tough territory. You were building up a new office up there, mm-hmm. right in, in, in that area. Like, yeah, what were some of the kind of the those initial challenges that you faced? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, of course, I forgot you remember the office. And oh I, yeah, oh yeah, we both working there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're in Bakersfield, California, so it was a Aerotech's a big, renowned agency, and they had a lot of temp companies there that were small mom and pops. So trying to break into that territory where people have been working there for years and have those long-term partnerships and relationships, it's hard when a big, renowned name is coming to town and trying to take over those accounts. So it took a while, 
But uh, I mean, when you're working for with a big firm like Aerotech, you have endless resources uh, to to be able to capitalize and recruit and go out there. So that was big one big advantage that they had. But I know they I know we did struggle with uh, people that had agencies and just had real life, you know. Uh, relationships with people. They shook hands. They've been there for years. They became friends. Like trying to steal that business was really tough. And sometimes we were not successful there. So it did take a couple of years to kind of start taking some of the market share there. Uh, once that Aerotech was trying to get established there, and you know, that's what made it tough for us too as recruiters uh, trying to get to, to to break in there. So I tell people also all the time, like that SoCal market, when you're selling Aerotech, commercial, light, industrial, really whatever, it, it's really hard with the margins. You know, our burdens were higher than some companies' uh, total markups, yeah. right? As you're trying to do that and break the relationship, because people ask, like, well, how do you, like, figure this piece of it out with the approach and the relationship? I'm like, go, go, go work at Aerotech, right? And the mm-hmm. SoCal region tries to sell, like, that's how you have to figure it out. Because there's no other way to survive. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that you guys found kind of worked or were key in kind of winning over those relationships? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we would always sell, you know, the success that we've had over the last few years and let them know that we have the resources for anything that comes up as well, too. Because at Aerotech, we were not allowed to, you know, move forward with an account that wasn't the fee that we were looking for. Like, yeah. uh, they'd say, nope, you can't. Our DBO would be like, nope, you can't. Go get another thing or, or go ne- renegotiate. And it was tough. But I think uh, once you knock enough, uh, enough doors, I mean, we had to see 10 client visits a, a week. <laughs> yep. you, you're building those relationships. They'll give you a shot. And once you deliver, the work gets around. Um, uh, there and I mean, we're working in Aerotech. It's very hard to get into Aerotech. You know, they they have a very thorough interview process, and the people that they train, the training program, and everything made it. Uh, they, they were really successful in that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, after knocking so many doors, you'll get one or two accounts. You you show them what you got, and the work kind of spreads around there. But you always have to keep your quality high there. Yeah, and I think it's important. Like I, I want you to. I want you to share that because people are going to click on your profile. They don't know you. They're going to see your LinkedIn. They're going to see all the posts that have blown up and like, oh, he's like got it easy. But like, I know the grind because I know mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a grind in an established office. You mm-hmm. guys were opening up a new one, a tough market. Like you've earned, like you earned the stripes. Like there's mm-hmm. a big piece of that. And something that's come up recently because you know, 2021, 2022 was, sometimes Rex and money was falling out of the sky there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in 2023 were like, well, what went wrong with mm-hmm. our eight? It's like, well, if you, if you don't, I haven't seen this cycle. If you haven't had that grind, like you don't appreciate how good those years were. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that's one thing like, you know, it's just like, it's probably got to be incredible for you now. Right. You start your own firm and have, and I know that wasn't easy, but you kind of get there, you look back, it's like, I mean, you got to feel like you probably like earned it, right? Every step of the mm-hmm. way. Like, that's what I think sometimes the new age recruiters miss out on. I think it's important to hear the stories and the origins. Like, this is a grind in the beginning mm-hmm. to figure out those conversations, those relationships, and what you're and getting that timing, getting your shot, and then coming through on your shot, mm-hmm. right? And then the staffing, you place it, and then every week, you got to hope they stay, right? Yeah. Like, that too. Yeah. Like, I mean, that impacts the customer service piece. So mm-hmm. much where I think it's missed in direct hire, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we placed it, we're good. You and me, we're probably ingrained. Like, okay, we got to do first day check, first week, yeah. thirty days, sixty days, ninety days, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure yeah. some of those habits have been impactful, like for your own firm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not easy. I mean, even when we re- we interview new recruiters, we let them know like it's it's going to be tough. The first year is going to be tough. You're going to get thrown a lot of curveballs. You're going to work really hard, and you're not going to see much success. Yeah. But trust me, if you keep up with it, you you do what we you know what we teach you, what we coach you on, and you're persistent. Uh, there's resilience there. Uh, six months to a year, you'll start seeing some reward there. Then after that, it's you know you'll you'll become successful. But you know, breaking into new territories, trying to find new clients, and finding trying to do the recruiting as well too, then establish those relationships and keep up in touch with those candidates. It, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. That's why agencies and, and recruitment companies have such high turnover right now. It's you know people think that uh, they could just kind of come in, do a few things. Uh, you know, uh, automating systems and everything and not work hard, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work for them. Absolutely. And so it sounds like you you vet hard in the beginning, right? And AirTech, we we're always on a three-month probation, right, to begin. And I think, you know, in our program, we start with a 90-day thing, kind of, I think, in that same model. Like, here's the approach. And, like, at the end of 90 days, like, you should be able to get some wins, but, like, more, mm-hmm. like, you should see the trajectory of where this could take you. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's always made sense to me. But it sounds like the evolution of that being I always tell people in the beginning, like it's going to take a full year to like mm-hmm. really know how to move all these levers that we're going to mm-hmm. teach you. So it sounds like you kind of have the same expectation. Like, OK, the first year, like just focus on the process, like the results will come, mm-hmm. but you got to be process focused. So is that like more more of the aim and kind of how you set up like metrics and you know reviews? Because that's question a lot of owners have is like how do i know and when like what's the, the how long should the leash be in mm-hmm. a sense yeah i think it depends if you bring in so so most recently now since uh now we're an established firm we're in our fifth year uh, we offer benefits 401k we're able to attract better talent now uh meaning that we recruit from other agencies that have recruiters i've been working there for three four five years now you know if we bring in someone like that uh it's going to be different than a newcomer. A newcomer takes way longer. But for the people that have experience, at least two years of experience, we give them 90 days. And we let them know what the expectations are on a weekly to monthly, uh, 60 days and 90 days. And for 90 days, as a hire. We, we need a hire, you know, uh, by those uh, 90 days. But uh, we will set, like, expectations of what we need on a minimum basis. Like, you know, every day, one hour, you do BD. And this is how you do BD. This is how you get new clients. This is how you come back objections. Then we role play, we practice, and we pitch. We role play, practice, and pitch. Role, role play, pa- practice, and pitch until they, they can get it wrong. And we kind of keep going after that. Once they make their first play placement, they get their first 100K quarter. You know, we kind of get back. We're there to support, but we're always providing professional development for them as well, too. But, uh, you know, we have those standards for, the, for, for people that have uh, – experience now if you're a new recruiter and have a sales background possibly maybe we'd like to hire some people that have that construction industry experience but we could teach the sales and the recruitment background as well too it's going to take us about nine months to a year to make some money out of them because yeah. uh, it, it's um they have to learn the recruiting process they have to learn the technology then they have to learn the uh, business development side. For, so for them, the first 90 days is like, hey, we're going to teach you the recruiting process, how to recruit, how to find people, how to talk to people and help help us recruit on some of the current roles that we have there. 
And if you get success, maybe six months, we'll start coaching you and training on the business development side, and we'll get through the full recruiting process. But we've seen it takes nine to 12 months for those people to kind of get up and running. But I do like hiring those individuals because they tend to stay longer with us. You know, they, they show loyalty and they're very hard and maybe one out of two, maybe one out of three will work. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what you have to do. It's, it's a lot of work, but if you have a good training program and you have good recruiters that they can kind of coach and, and back off, it, it works a lot better. I, I love that approach with the sales piece. I actually had one client tell me, she talked to an owner that they have no metrics for their new salespeople for a year. It's just like go out, set meetings, process, learn it. It's in terms of like how much they bring in or whatever. It's like go out and get meetings, learn everything. Like don't worry about that fear of like that commission breath. Like go mm -hmm. out and learn to do it the right way. Get the reps in, as you said, kind of right, right role play, you know, uh, practice pitch, like that whole piece, like over and over. It, it does. It's realistic. And that's what just what it takes to learn mm -hmm. all the different nuances, to make sense of all the feedback or lack of feedback that you get or contracts that are sent that are then you're ghosted and then you know, the contracts that are signed like that's just a real experience and as you're doing that with learning tools and the recruiting and maybe building up some content all that like by the end of that year you can be dynamic with a full yep. day and if you have that patience like as you said that loyalty why would they go anywhere else who else is showing that type of investment mm -hmm. right very minimal i mean i know in the agency world it's very minimal Right. Yeah. It's the digital, you know, recruiter clients and a few other companies. Right. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's really it. And so that is huge. Right? And that is what like recruiters are looking for. But you, it, it goes both ways too. that person also has to show the, the commitment, but you're giving them a way different experience than that they're probably ever used to. And that's mm -hmm. going to help you reveal, as you said, like who's actually going to be rise to the top, who's going to be the one of two, one of the one of three. Mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah, that's that's awesome. So let's. Well, let's scale back. We've kind of jumped into kind of what you guys are currently doing, but I'm curious because a lot of people are that listen. You at Aerotech, how did you, I mean, you, you leave there. How did you come to start your own firm? Yeah. So I worked for Aerotech for about a year and I saw a lot of success the first year, but uh, like I said, I, I, we worked hard. I had a, I loved Aerotech. We had a good team. Everyone works hard. We, we all were uh, pushing each other. Uh, it was friendly competitive as um, it, it was a great time. Um, but uh, I got poached to be a corporate recruiter and I got like a 30% raise on my, on my base salary with some commissions and opportunity to travel. And yeah, I was like, like well, see ya. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I was living in Vegas at the time too. I'm like, yeah, like uh, I'm down to travel and recruit and a nice, uh, you know, a, a nice bump in pay. Like I would not mind it. So yeah. uh, I made the move and I, uh, I enjoyed the corporate world. Uh, it was fun, but uh, I, I saw how much m money I was saving the company, how much uh, and how much time I was putting in. And I was just like, wow, like uh, uh, I, I like this, but I don't feel fulfilled. I like the agency side better. I like uh, big placements. I like chasing things. I like uh, doing different things and just being content, uh, being a corporate recruiter, working on some recs and getting a little bit of commission there. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. Then me and my uh, now business partner, it was my roommate, uh, Simon, were uh, sharing a three bedroom apartment uh, with another roommate of ours. And I was just telling him, like, dude, like, I'm saving this much money for my company. This is how many placements I'm bringing them and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, like, well, why don't we start a recruitment company? I was like, 
honestly, I don't know how, but we could figure it out. <laughs> and then for like a couple, for, for almost like a year, we just saved a lot of money. Um, I mean, our rent was like $300. I had no debt or anything. So I was just saving all my money to to do that. And in the evenings, we were just looking how to start our agency, how to start uh, getting an ATS platform and everything. Then after a few months, we're like, let's let's go all in. And we quit our jobs and kind of uh, started the, the recruitment world there back in, uh, that was around like 17, 18, 2017, 18. And uh, yeah, we never looked back since. I mean, the the start at Aerotech, the start of that, another key topic that's come up over and over, like who makes it, who doesn't. People always ask me, you know, who who gets the most out of their program? The people that are all in. Right? It's mm-hmm. almost the people that burn the ships, quote unquote, right? Of mm-hmm. like, this has to work and I will do whatever it takes to make this work. You have to have that. Yep. In a sense, it's the common theme and dominator with all the successful agencies. I see like yours and you and Simon, like you guys are that way. And like I can vouch for, I've seen it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I'm not in the day to day, but like just in, in working with you and talking with you, like that's how it is. That's what it takes, you know, and for those yep. asking Bakersfield rent is $300, right? But, you know, so <laughs> it, it, it's it's not LA, it's probably even gone up since then. Yeah, um, yeah that's but, it was a three bedroom apartment. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was like $1,200. So it was like, uh, it was a shitty place. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place to save. So, yeah. uh, it, but I think that drive too, I mean, for you, you played college soccer, division one, you were a captain, mm-hmm. like this is ingrained in you. To just like mm-hmm. you just go, you like you train, you work, like you compete. And mm-hmm. I think knowing that about yourself, like that's what it makes. I mean, that's why AirTech always hired athletes, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. That's a big reason why they hired you. And you know, I was never a college athlete. I you know, played played high, you know, decently high level high school sports and club. Mm-hmm. But it's like that mentality, mm-hmm. right? Of just like we just love to compete, love to win. Mm-hmm. Like y- y- you have to have that, right? Yeah. Like you almost like have to have it yeah. to. I mean- to all this yeah yeah i mean even like the the digital recruiter platform that that you coach and train it's uh it works you know if you post constantly and you do all your automation tools and 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 follow up but the thing is that people just expect that to be the only thing to be successful like no it's not you actually have to do the work as well yeah and you will be successful but many people think that okay well i'm gonna do mass outreach i'm gonna wait around and see what pops up it's like you will get some success there. I mean, it's it, it's good because, I mean, you're thinking smart, but you have to do the hard work as yeah. well, too. Yeah. And when you put those two together, you're going to you're going to be successful. You do it for a certain amount of time. Yeah, it, it, you, you have to you run into results and you but you have to have what's your top like what's your value prop what's your icp what's your top 20 going to be right mm-hmm. do you have the contacts the meetings the reoccurring how do you run the meeting how do you run the call how do you do the follow up mm-hmm. right you do you have to have that plus the top of funnel right your outreach mm-hmm. automation you even have to automate but it's it's helpful if you're doing a lot of the things especially full desk right are you mm-hmm. automating candidates or business development right are you posting mm-hmm. content right are you taking those conversations and meetings you're having mm-hmm. and sharing that with the market and the marketing right and like it's all those things. That was one of the biggest lessons I learned in 2022, beginning of last year, was every everything that we do starts with a sales coaching foundation. And mm-hmm. what is your sales plan? Who are you targeting? What's your vertical? What's your niche? Because without that, automation and content are fairly meaningless yeah. without, without knowing where you're going, right? Yeah. As you said. So it's mandated with everything that we do. And this is even for people that have been at it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I just have to make sure I'm on the same page with them because presenting that digitally is a whole different skill, right? You yeah. could be 
a, a seven-figure, a multimillion-dollar-year biller by yourself, but you still might have no idea how that translates digitally. And like that's what mm-hmm. I see over and over, or with like even people that are newer. So th- mm-hmm. that's a whole different skill set. But as long as you're doing the work, like oh, we we'll make it happen. Like it's very yeah. doable. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's an important it's an important thing because it's something that comes up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you 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 built the firm, got the ATS, you saved money, you're paying almost no rent. What was the first few months? I mean, how long did it take you to get a client, the placement? Like, what was the first few months like? So that's the toughest part, and I always laugh back at it because many people would quick. But uh, the first nine months, we didn't make any money. <laughs> we spent so much money. We, we we lost a lot of money. But we landed our first client. Like at, It was like, at, I think, at 12% uh, out in L.A. And we made like a 9K placement. And we thought this was the world. We're like, oh, my God, we just made $9,000. Like, this is insane blah, blah, blah. Then after that, we just started seeing a lot more success. We, we, we saw that we got one cloud. We started getting more business. We started filling more positions. We uh, invested in better tools. Um, and uh, the second year, I mean, yeah, we, we, we did, I think, uh, 400,000, just Simon and I. And we're, what, 25-year-olds, so <laughs> with minimal cost. Yeah. So, yeah, it just kind of turned around. And after that, we just, we, we hired our our first uh, three employees back in 2019 and kind of went on from there. Yeah. uh, yeah. Persistence, man, persistence. I, I, I love that. And you know, the 12%, the 9k dude, that's so real. And I've been there myself with that. Mm -hmm. And as I started digital recruiter, I made a few placements or 5k Mm -hmm. here, 10k there. As I was training people, I'm like, this is sweet. Like Mm -hmm. it was like bonus money, right? I was like recruiting on the side. I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. and making great placements and people that are still there. And it's like, that's the fun part too. When you see that you make good money, you see people stay and you've done a good job. Like, all right, like I can double down on this and triple down mm-hmm. and like got my shot and could do a good job. And like you earn your fees going up. Cause I know mm-hmm. now you're not 12%. Oh, and no. I know half the time you're not even contingent anymore. So mm-hmm. it's like, like owning where you're at in the process, right? Don't worry about you know, where Dante's at right now. Right? But if you're starting out, like, do what you can do, you know, you still qualified a good wreck, right? You mm-hmm. had to, to, to get the placement. It still had to work out like, but you can kind of give a, you know, a deal, whatever, give your shot. Like there's no shame in that, but as long as you're framing it the right way, still qualifying it, doing all that good stuff and not spinning your mm-hmm. wheels. Like, you know, if you have minimal tools and it's just you and some other person, like you can undercut, right. That bigger firm and all that all day, mm-hmm. left and right. And like, that's how you can build the wins. Right. Yep. So and you can be successful there too with with lower fees. I mean, people always ask me, well, you know, uh, why don't uh, some companies work by ten percent fees? I'm like, yeah, uh, but now that we now we don't work with those companies anymore because the tools and the and the processes and everything that we provide now, we we, we just can't afford to work at ten percent anymore. Yeah. And if I look back to when we were starting, we did that 12% to now, it's it's a completely different world now. I mean, now we don't even want to look at deals at 25%. Like we're, we're all 30% now. Like 30% is where we start now. And that's how we're being able to drive up revenue right now too. It's like, hey, do we, you could drive up revenue two ways. You could just hire more people, make more placements, or hire more experienced people, uh, larger fees. And that's less headaches. But, I mean, it's going to be harder to find those clients. But once you do and you're, you're you, you, 
you know how to pitch and you're successful, you're going to see a lot more success now. Because, I mean, now this year, we've had a couple closings already and at 30 percent. And last year, it was, you know, it was 20 percent to 25. Now it's like, no, we're, we're doing 25 to 30. And if we're doing 25, there has to be a really good reason why we're doing 25 percent now. So I love this topic. I don't talk about it. I haven't talked about it a ton, but th this is fantastic. The 30%, I mean, how much do you think that's attributed? I mean, you got an actual business, right? Like it's like set up, you guys are legit, office, employees, all that stuff. But other agencies have that and aren't at 30%. How much has the brand impacted that piece of it? It, the brand plays a big part. I mean, if you look at our LinkedIn page, you look at our recruiters, we, we, we do have industry experience uh, recruiters as well, too. And even when we do a sales pitch with clients, we send them a whole pitch deck. We use a program called Quiller and we create a whole uh, pitch deck of who we are, how, how much experience the recruiter has, where are the markets that we target and why we'd be a good fit. And these are our resources. And after that, we provide candidates that we think would be a good fit for them. And uh, we send them our website. And we send them, uh, you know, we, we also send recommendation letters too. you know, we let them know, hey, we work in similar roles and similar com uh, companies in other states. And we send a whole pitch deck, recommendation letters, our website, who we are, what we do, what we've done and kind of present it there. And now when they see that type of caliber of e email and presentation, you know, they see like, OK, this is why we charge 30 percent. And with our recruiters as well, too, when we do submissions, we do a whole uh, like biography of a candidate, how much they're looking for, reason for looking, uh, certifications, um, you know, interview availability, everything. And we even dubbed the resume uh, to make it look nice and pretty. And, you know, once we do that to all their clients, they're like, okay, well, you guys are not just your, you know, small mom and pop recruitment firm who just sends over resumes. Like, no, we're talking to these people. We're getting to the need and greedy. And this is why we justify the 30% of quality that we bring into the table as well, too. So that's how we justify it. It's, it's amazing. This is a point that a lot of people, I think, struggle to grasp when I'm talking to because they don't even know it's possible mm -hmm. to get to this level. But the brand, if you figure out the content, somebody automate, doesn't have to take that much time. But your ROI from that is crazy to actually spend more time doing these things, closer to the money, more professional submittals, right? Being in more places, building that network, specializing in, in the candy pool, getting referrals. Like you're able to spend more quality time on the phone while the brand is doing a lot of the heavy lifting mm -hmm. to build that exposure. Like that's the balance. It's not either mm -hmm. or, it's and. Right. It's like mm -hmm. brand to give open up the space, increase that leverage and authority to spend more quality time with the key things of the recruiting piece that most people just fly through. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, submittals that don't look great or aren't buttoned up or that candidate rapport, that market, like just people knowing who you are. Right. Because mm -hmm. there's people that talk to they're like, oh, have you heard of TLO? And I'm like, oh, I have. Right. I, I get that from recruiters. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can give them backstory and all that. But like, like that's there's thousands tens of thousands of agencies right mm -hmm. but you're the only name that really gets brought up that's anywhere under 100 500 employees right yeah. that people kind of know about and it's like that's the advantage that you built for yourself it's the quality on the back end that you can mm -hmm. improve that's what people miss out on mm -hmm. and they're like oh i just need to hire more people i just need more tools i'm like or you could leverage what you have yeah. and then spend time on that and make it way better. And as you said, you don't just have to hire more people. What if you just raise some of your prices? 
mm-hmm. right? Because yep. you offered a better experience. And yep. like that's what you guys have valued, which I commend you for, because th- like mm-hmm. that's the secret sauce. In a sense. Now, mm-hmm. it's hard to do. That's why we could share yeah. it. And like most people can't do it. That's yeah. okay. But like that's and, the key. And, yeah. And, and it takes time, to be honest. I mean, yeah. if you look back to the time that – I think I started posting a little bit earlier than you yeah. and you you got into it. But, you know, when I know when, when we both started, I, I got zero likes. I, I, it was so awkward posting. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, what are people going to think? And, 50 views, 100 yeah. views. Right. I got yeah. like I got like 40 likes and 70 likes. And I thought I was a hot shot. And then I, yeah. I had the, I had the spreadsheet. I have three weeks in a row of single digit likes after yeah. that. I was like, oh, man. All right. Like maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like that. Yeah, I mean, like, I know our new recruiters is like, yeah, I just don't get enough traction. I'm like, hey, some of the clients that I've gotten never liked my posts. I didn't even know they were looking at my things. Like, and they reached out to me directly, but that's because I've been doing it for four years now. I've been yeah. posting for four years now, and it wasn't like this, like this. And honestly, I saw the most success probably in the last year or so. You know, the first three years were like, oh, they just saw who I was. And now I'm getting traction, but it takes time. It takes repetition. It takes, and I mean, I always look bad. You know, what posts do better for me? And I always want to double down on what, what type of people, what type of posts people want to see, you know, where I can provide the most value as well, too. Yeah. And now the best thing, too, uh, about being able to, I mean, I, I don't know if I told you, but I haven't done any new business development since like March of 2020. I believe everything, it. Yeah, yeah, everything has been inbound. And now, uh, I give everything to my recruiters who are best for it. And, you know, a lot of retained searches that I get and those I'm able to pitch. It's like, if you're coming to me, okay, well, you know, how'd you find me? How'd you find us? Well, this is what we do, but we're at 30%. And, you know, they're coming out for us and they don't, they don't really say anything, to be honest, because they see our brand, they see what we do and they don't question it. Um, and uh, I mean, and now what, what I realized too, uh, which is the best about branding and and everything is that I'm able to attract recruiters to our company. Yeah. You know, now I get a lot of them contacting me. Hey, Dante, I've seen your post for the past year and a half. Like, I, I can relate to a lot of those. Like, uh, are you hiring by any chance? I've been in recruiting for two years, and I'm really looking for a shift. And I, I thought Taylor would be a great fit for me. I'm like, yeah, let's chat. It, it's a cheat code. I, I yeah. had the exact conversation with someone last night who's owner more traditional cold calls. We'll just hire more people, right? We don't need help with content or automation. And then we can, well, our people can figure it out. Best of luck. No problem. Right. I get that in the recruiter who I, who I talked to me, he's like so frustrated. He's like, I know we need this because, and I was like, yeah, like the branding opportunity, the types of recruiters you can get, the types of leads that you can get. It's a gold mine. And that's why I've had that with digital recruit. I've had amazing people reach out. Mm-hmm. And want to just be part of this mm-hmm. because of the vision and the brand. I'm like, yeah, someone that speaks my language is trying to do mm-hmm. things the right way. And I know you get people the same way. Recruiters, great recruiters are drawn to great wrecks that close. Like yeah. it's as simple as that, right? So it's like mm-hmm. you're trying to get that out there. And the amount of headaches you can save because you have the pick of the pool in a sense, mm-hmm. right? You can afford to, you can pick the best of the best. And they're grateful to be there, right? And for mm-hmm. that opportunity and, so many of those incentives that it's sometimes hard to pull out of new recruiters, mm-hmm. you really don't have to worry about because they know how big of a deal it is to start working with your firm. Mm-hmm. And you guys don't act that way at all. It just is. Like, it really mm-hmm. is. You, you've built a great opportunity. As you said, it's a lot of work. But, man, those are the rewards that mm-hmm. it can pay off two, three years down the line if you just, if you kind of just commit to doing it the right way early. 
Yeah, stay consistent. It's that simple. Um, you know, I, I commit to four or five times a week post, uh, and I've been doing it for four years now. And you know, I've I've seen it the last year that it just kicked off. So it takes time. And you just kind of figure it out, right? From the post, like what works, what doesn't work. Like the market will tell you, mm-hmm. right? The market will tell you directly, indirectly, right? People like on the program, they'd be like, "Yeah, posted. I I got a message." Oh, no, they are like, oh, I got a message, and it was kind of out of nowhere. I'm like, did you post that morning? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it was the post. Like, that's yeah. what did it. They're not, they're not going to tell you it was the post. Mm-hmm. Almost nine out of ten times, they'll never tell you. They might yeah. say, love your content, but sometimes they'll just get right to it. Hey, I need your help, right? And yeah. all that stuff. Like, they just skip right to it, and you're like, wait, what was it? Like, yep, it was your profile. It was your content. Mm-hmm. It was your consistency, and it was you hitting the pain points that are relevant mm-hmm. to them and talking about what's in it for them and their experience and not talking about yourself. Like it's mm-hmm. all those things. That's how you get the inbound leads. Right. But they're never going to mm-hmm. tell you their journey unless you get on a call and you eventually ask them maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, those are the different signs. I don't, did you see any other signs or signals that you knew it was starting to work? Uh, it, it first started out with inbound uh, business. Because I, yeah. when when I first started, I was trying to learn how to post and do content. But I started posting my jobs. I started posting what I see in the uh, in the industry. I started seeing like what I see as far as uh, counter offers, just anything that I learned. I try to provide value there. Then uh, a lot of con- I I would connect with a lot of construction professionals too. So after that, they you know I saw one started you know hey we need help with this and you post on LinkedIn. Okay, great. Then I started with another one. Then it was every other week and it just kind of started that way uh but then after that i realized i I started pivoting away from the recruitment side and kind of more of the growing the firm now and now my posts are more tailored towards uh, recruiting because i want to attract recruiters to the company but here and there i still will get my uh inbound leads for the construction industry and so on that's uh i want to talk about scaling a firm and kind of what the challenges you're, you're you know, and you have goals and kind of how that looks like. But there's an interesting piece that to some people listening, one of the things, Simon, you, you, I think we're concerned about when we first started working together was, hey, our people are really flaky. Like, we're not sure if they're on LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. This is before you started really posting, before you started doing much on there. Like, and there was, there's some validity, right? I mean, construction, a lot of phone calls, right? Maybe mm-hmm. emails, but it's like, you got to do that. But talk about what it meant to kind of have like a, a well-rounded outreach, like not just saying like, oh, there's nothing there, but like trying to take advantage methodically of each channel. Like what inspired you to do that? Like what, what does that meant for you? Cause that's not something everyone would do, especially in this industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think for the type of uh, market that we were looking into, it's, it's a hit or miss on LinkedIn, yeah. but we knew that the executives were on LinkedIn and we kind of saw that as an opportunity while no one else really did. I mean, I don't really see any other construction recruitment companies that do post or anything like that. So we, we, we figured we'd take a gamble on that. And uh, I think uh, traditional cold calling is great and it works, but if you do outbound, if you do automation tools as well too, if you combine all those and see what works best, then you start kind of pivoting and start doing that. And we started seeing that uh, automation tools did work. But they did work if you do the follow-ups, and they did work if you stay consistent with it. If you send a thousand follow-ups and you're not following up via call or anything like that, 
you might get lucky with one one or two people that get back to you, but you could get even luckier if you contact all of those. Yeah, like you're gonna get a lot more people getting back to you. You're gonna get a lot more uh, uh, information there, and I think just having all those tools in in your pocket definitely help you scale and kind of build a good recruitment business there. Yeah, the, the foundation of being really strong, and that's what we've been teaching is that multi-channel. Like LinkedIn is a starter. Like let's build the momentum with LinkedIn, but LinkedIn can turn your emails and calls and from cold to warm. Right. Hey, connected yep. on LinkedIn, or I saw you posted this, right? Or oh, this job posting you guys have, we just filled a search here. Like you've got a couple other candidates like we could talk about, right? Or, you know, just the different things. It gives you relevance in your emails mm. and calls, which is like the first thing you want to get to once you figure out your strategy. How can it be mm. as relevant as early as possible mm. to this prospect or this candidate? And like that's kind of the missing link. And you guys saw early how all those channels can tie together. And once mm -hmm. you do it right, there's enough hours in the day to really be effective. You don't mm -hmm. have to spray and pray. You can build a dream 100, a top 50, mm -hmm. and just be in that in that realm, and you're going to get mm -hmm. what you need, right? Yep. In in due time. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kudos. And, and, and I think people always struggle on how to get good clients, how to find great clients, and yeah. um, something that I realized and something that we do yearly now is like, all right, let's look at 2023. What were our top 20% revenue clients? You know, who are they? What are the size of the companies? Where are they located? What type of work do they do? How many employees do they have? Then we kind of narrow it down. Then we start, okay, we want to build another Dream 100. Let's start with uh, those companies. This is the company that we've seen the most success now yep. uh, with. And, and it gets easier and easier. Yep. Now, once you narrow down your niche, now once you narrow down who you want to uh, target, you just have to stay persistent with those. And, you know, some will tell you, no, not yet, or to F off, but... Uh, you know, a couple months from now, you'll start getting them. And in, re in agency recruiting, people think you need hundreds of clients. You don't. You don't. You need maybe 10 that are, you know, good to you, maybe 15, 20 that uh, you could kind of pro market and so on. But, you know, I've had a last year, I had a, a one of my good clients that I've had for four years and they had me in a retainer for 20,000 for 12 months. Like, you know, that's all I needed to kind of, uh, and I had a recruiter kind of helping me work on that. And it was an autopilot and that was yeah. nice. That was just one client. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you could get it done with, uh, you know, a few clients. You don't need hundreds of them. And, and they can be extremely happy because the amount of hires you probably made for them and what they saved on fees, like, and all that stuff. But then they're happy with you. You're happy because it's in your niche. You have the candidate, you have the network, the partnership, like, it's just you're thinking so many steps ahead, but you're still also thinking what's the value for your client at mm -hmm. the same time. So you're doing that. Then it can almost become easy, quote unquote. I, I don't like using that word, but it almost feels like it. As you said, it can feel like autopilot because you've done all the right work, right? Yeah, you yeah. have to chase on the back end. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. If you set it up right and you kind of learn the market, learn your client as well, too. I mean, this client, we probably made like eight placements on just alerts and uh, and targeting those people that they wanted all the time. So we would get them on our inbox every morning and we had a recruiter just cold calling all those candidates that pop up on alerts and we just send them over uh, to what they wanted. And, you know, they were extremely happy, but, you know, we, we, we learned the process, we learned what they wanted, we set up the systems right, and now it was just follow up with the candidates that popped up open to work or on Indeed or on ZipRecruiter. And they were happy. We saved them, I think it was like 52%, almost like a, uh, 180,000 in fees. Yeah. Uh, and it was okay. I mean, I don't mind that we had a recruiter that just worked on autopilot one hour, two hours a day, and that's it. Move on to the next thing. And that pricing model, that's what I tell people. It's typically you want to look at saving 
the 40 to 60 percent in fees if you do mm-hmm. a model like that typically seems to be the sweet spot because i get people asking me about like the retained rpo type model mm-hmm. and that's simply what you're looking at if the partnership there obviously the recs are going to close you know all, all that good stuff but it's a good place to be that's kind of what it looks like right for anyone listening like mm-hmm. wait, how do i pitch that what should i look at that seems to be the sweet spot right is, yep. is that that 40 to 60 percent range or even 40 to 50 Mm-hmm. Yeah, on fees saved. Yeah. So awesome. I love that. Love that story. So you're at a really good spot now. You're talking to more recruiters. I know you're looking to kind of grow this thing. What what's the vision? What are you guys trying to get to? And kind of what what's that look like? Yeah. I think in the next five years we want to get to a hundred uh, recruiters uh all around um and uh kind of take over the the construction you know the aac market uh yeah. my goal and vision for the company is that uh, we want to get really 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 good at recruiting and uh getting clients as well too and keep keeping them for the long term as well too but uh anytime a client that it's in the architecture construction engineering center and they want to hire uh, a construction professional i want them to think of tiello you know, hey, well, we need to go to Tialo. You know, they, they they do their their job work. They do their job right. They know the people. They know the clients. They they know the they know everyone because they've been around and they market everywhere. I think uh, that'll be a good goal for me. I mean, for us, we want to create a really really good training program for new recruiters coming in, but also be able to get recruiters that are experienced in other markets that need that branding uh, behind them to become even more successful for them and kind of bring them clients, uh, bring them talent as well too. And I think the branding is going to be very important for us. Uh, I mean, it's taken us years to kind of create this. I mean, we're launching a new website here soon, but I think the branding is going to be very, very important for us. And we want to tailor it towards the AAC market uh, going further. And it's already happening. We're already seeing some recruiters that are in other uh, firms that the firms might do IT, finance, and maybe a construction side. And now they want to come work with us because when they try to sell it and pitch it, they look at us, they're like, oh, these people just work in our industry, in our niche. We want to work with this person instead of the person that works for, uh, you know, a tech systems <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's because you're, it's relevant, it's current, like you have your pulse on what's effective in mm-hmm. this decade this day and age and that's market that resonates that's true that's authentic the the work that you put out on the front end in the system you guys are intelligent like you're intentional and diligent about every step of the process that's what i always like you know respect and admired about you guys like there was like a methodicalness to everything and you hear it from the beginning of your story right with you and simon and nine months to a placement and saving up like just you're showing what that intentional approach over time can do and you know people might race to the quick buck or 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 whatever else and you know that that, that's that's fine but there's people listening to this want to do it this way they want to do it the tla right and kind of try to figure that out so the fact that you're you know laying that blueprint and those recruiters are coming to you in kind of in in waves in a sense i mean Mm -hmm. that is you know a, a testament and it's you're getting the fruits right of of that labor and i mean i'm sure you're able to spend time like on a like 
go. They got a proper training program, you know, yeah, or like a in, immersing veteran recruiters and like, here's mm-hmm. the playbook for them, playbook for new recruiters. You're able to show that like mm-hmm. that's in an industry that is doing layoffs and agencies, mm-hmm. maybe everyone's over, maybe over hiring or not giving opportunities a shot. I hear that left and right and the way people are treated and all that stuff. It's insane yeah. uh, out there. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's you're becoming almost a market of one with mm-hmm. this approach. And I think that's like, that's to me is always the mindset people should have. Mm-hmm. Like not how do I be like every other agency, but how do I be, you know, the market of one, like the best TLO mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. It, and the craziest part too, I mean, for anyone that's looking to, to do something similar is like posting on LinkedIn is free. <laughs> There's no cost on there. Yeah. It's literally free. Um, and uh, like, you know, I think there was a fact too, that only like less than, it was, I think 2% now, 2% of people that are, that are on LinkedIn actually post on LinkedIn. Yeah. So if you want to get started tomorrow, you're still way ahead of the herd. Like yeah. you're way ahead. Uh, it's going to take time. It's going to, it will take time and you're going to have to, uh, get creative there. But, uh, I mean, you could do it. I mean, there's no excuse. It's free. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's i always say that it's free i mean if you, you you can get caught up to speed and learn the ins and outs right if you if uh you know you follow dante's stuff or my stuff or you know sign up for the digital recruiter probably we got you know, course all that like that's what we're trying to show you and you can even just study the post for free right mine dante mm-hmm. like his team like and take note of like the emotions that they're capturing Right. It's not a like it's not an AI copy and paste with a bunch of rocket emojis or anything mm-hmm. else. It's like capturing the heart and it's coming from your experiences and what you see and who you talk to. Like that, like put in some of the work there to share those stories and capture the feeling. I always say right? you can't predict the timing of someone's going to reach out to you, but you can capture their that feeling over and over again of like, Dang, like Dante hit the nail on the head again with like the interview mm-hmm. process or messing up an offer or getting ghosted or, or whatever else. Like mm-hmm. you can always do that. And if you're in the game talking to people and all that, like you'll get better with just like practicing, right? Mm-hmm. And just publish it. It's like better publish than perfect. Right? Yeah. And just kind of keep it going. Yeah. You learn as you go. I mean, it's not going to be perfect in the beginning. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you know, as we kind of wind it wind it down, you know, you mentioned about the contents posting for free. Any other kind of piece of advice for new owners or new producers or people kind of getting up and running? Like, what's kind of you know one or two pieces of advice you would give them? I would say, if they want to get serious about growing an agency or you know on the content side or automation side. I mean, look at three to five people that you always see on and, and you want to get to and pick and choose what you like and kind of uh, mimic it a little bit. And after that, uh, uh, you know, invest, invest in, in yourself, too. I know that uh, when we're starting getting with you, it, it was a great help. It kind of opened up our eyes to kind of think differently, uh, different ways and strategize. I think that's always a, a good thing for me, even scaling a firm. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, uh, mentors as well, too. That we've invested in and has helped us uh, uh, scale the business. Uh, one of my best friends actually just sold a, a company and a recruitment agency, and he literally got me like five years ahead just by having the conversations with him. So I would say always connect and reach out to people that are currently doing it, just like yourself. And um, I think you, you you'll get success there. But I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's still going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You're going to have some sleepless nights. Uh, uh, but if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. 
It's true. And the only thing I would add to that, because and I know you do it, is focus on what you can give, not what you can get mm-hmm. in in those interactions. And kind of think about that, because that's a new, you know, owners like Dante and, and, and a lot of other people, you, know, you get so busy that when someone just like approaches, it, it's like, you know, that they're open to, you know, they, they want to learn, but they're open to putting in the work and the giving and how can I help and, you know, whatever else. And it can be a like, it can be a comment. You can, you like notice different things, right? If you're trying to figure out like how to network and build those relationships and all that, like focus on like how you can give and you'll get way more too in mm-hmm. the long run, right? When you do all those kind of pieces, you know, because people notice the ones that are showing up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Anything else we need to cover? we're good for now yeah this was fun i appreciate you man yeah well we'll see where we're at in the next few years uh, i mean it's crazy looking back into it you know three four years from now that uh, we were just getting started and launching and now we're uh over here creating content it's, <laughs> i mean the, the the rise is you know uh is crazy right i mean for you guys it's so cool to see the growth and you know, I see all the team posting and interacting and kind of building, you know, the network and making a name for yourself. So, yeah, I, that 100 recruiters, I think, will come. will be here before you know it. And uh, dude, I can't wait to just keep witnessing the growth, man, and, and, and talking and exchanging notes. And, uh, no, I just, you know, appreciate you and, and Simon, all, you know, Jason, all that so much. And uh, appreciate you being on and sharing all the, the wisdom. This is are really, really, this is full of gems for anyone listening. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you guys are doing the right way. And kudos to you, man. Yeah, thank you. So, see you, man. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, well, that'll do it. Uh, we'll see you next time on the episode. You can connect with uh, Dante on LinkedIn, check out their website, uh, make sure to follow him, right? Hit that bell, all that good stuff. Um, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn. That'll be in the episode page. Give us the thumbs up, five stars, leave a review, all that good stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. until next time, happy hunting, y'all.